guys, welcome back to the podcast. You are listening to Let It Out with me. I'm your host, Katie Delbau, and today in the podcast, I have Lauren Zander. Lauren Handel Zander, who is the founder of the Handel Group. And if you've been a listener for a really long time, you might remember my episode with Lori Gerber from 2013 when I first started this podcast. And she at the time was the CEO of the Handel Group, and it's a life coaching group that coaches tons of people that you probably know, like Dr. Mark Hyman, and who Lauren, our guest today, has personally coached, and Elena Brower, who's a yoga teacher, and Mastin Kipp. Anyway, she is a really interesting person and a life coach and a really smart lady. So it's a short episode. We recorded this in person, and she was between meetings and a dinner So it's a bit shorter than what we normally do on the podcast. And if you're new to the podcast, you're like, well, this is a normal length of a podcast. It's an hour long, like all normal podcasts. Well, you know what? This isn't a normal podcast. My podcast is usually an hour and a half at least, or usually two hours plus sometimes. So anyway, uh, this week will be a short episode with Lauren, but I think it will pack a punch, if you will. I think you guys will hopefully like it. Let me know what you think. And next week, I'll be back with a brand new episode that's probably a lot longer, so brace yourselves for that. If you're a new listener, thank you so much for finding this podcast and being here. We have a listener Facebook group that you can join if you want to, to find out more people who listen to the podcast and maybe become their friends, be closer friends with me. We should hang out on all social media. I'm at Katie Dalebow on Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat, but I'm never really on there anymore. Anyway, I love you guys. I'm so grateful that you listen to the podcast. I've been doing this podcast since 2013, and it's my favorite thing that I've ever done. It really is. Okay, well, uh, before we get to the episode, I just want to let you know a couple things. We're doing a little giveaway right now that is pretty cool. Ellie's Nut Milk Bag. If you guys have ever made nut milk, it's actually pretty easy, but there's this really cool, fast-drying, strong, BPA-free nut milk bag that we're giving away, as well as a copy of my book and some Bob's Red Mill products. Bob's Red Mill is one of the sponsors of the podcast, and they're giving away really cool things, some of their protein powder, and you can find all the information and how to enter in the show notes. But before we get to the episode, let's talk about this week's sponsors. So this week's episode is brought to you in part by my dear friend Elizabeth's company. It's called Quarter Lane. And Quarter Lane Books is a subscription service that brings the most celebrated books of the season right to your doorstep. It's a literary box that speaks to your soul each session. It elevates the print book to the luxury status that it so dearly deserves. There are three types of subscriptions that you can sign up for depending on how often you want books delivered. And as a member of the Quarterlane community, you'll receive early access to the most anticipated books of the season, exclusive benefits, and literary perks. Each installment is seasonal and it's really cool and amazing and the packaging is beautiful and Elizabeth's background is actually in contemporary art so in each season she invites an artist to create a limited edition print that goes in each box combining her passions for literature and visual art. I love this company. I love Elizabeth and I love you guys so she gave us a 25% off 
discount for a collection or your first subscription. So to get the 25% off discount, go to quarterlanebooks.com or follow the link in the show notes and make sure you use the code let it out 25 that's let it out all one word 25 the numbers let it out 25 for 25 percent off your collection you guys this is great for gifts and holiday season is basically upon us i hope you guys had a good halloween by the way anyway thank you so much quarter lane thank you for listening and make sure you check them out this episode is also brought to you in part by care of vitamins i love care of vitamins i take care of vitamins listen You might eat really healthy and you might get a lot of sleep, but there still might be some places in your body that is still lacking in nutritional needs. So taking supplements can be really helpful to ensure you're meeting all of the needs that your really complicated, smart body needs to function optimally. And with care of, you can figure out exactly which ones you need to take. And in the drugstore and in the health food store, it can be really overwhelming. There's a million supplements, but Care of is a boutique vitamin store that helps you figure out what your unique body needs today. So on their site, you go there and it's really fun. You take a questionnaire that asks you questions about your diet, your health goals, your lifestyle, your sleep, your energy levels. And it's a really easy process that only takes a few minutes. I'll even argue that it's fun. And from there, you'll find out exactly what care of thinks that you should be taking. And they'll send you supplements, your personalized supplements in the mail. And when I say personalized, not only is it the supplements that your body needs, but it's personalized with your name on it. It comes in really cute packaging. It's really well done and it says your name. So in my case, mine says Katie. So go to their website and use the code Katie at checkout. That's K-A-T-I-E. It's also my name. And you'll get 50% off your first order. That's half off of your first order. So again, thank you, Kerov, for sponsoring the podcast. I really love this company. I think it's such a fantastic idea and it actually saves you money. So that's takecareof.com. Enter the code Katie at checkout for 50% off your order. They even have prenatal and postnatal packages if you're in pregnancy or about to be pregnant. Their quality of the supplements that they actually source is the best quality out there. They use the best ingredients and you'll you'll actually save money. That's takecareof.com. Enter the code Katie for 50% off. Okay, that was a lot. Thank you guys so much for listening to the intro. Enjoy my episode with Lauren. Let me know if you have any questions and I'll talk to you in a little bit. I'd love if you could talk about, you know, how you got started. And I, I know I heard that you started coaching at age 11 with Landmark. So you basically grew up with personal awareness and these yes. sort of tools. Yeah. So, you know, my parents are pretty groovy. Yeah. Um, well, well, actually, yeah, no, they're pretty groovy because uh, my, my, so what happened is, is my sister who is 11 years older than I am. Oh, wow. Uh, is who, it just you two, or do you have more brothers? There, there were there were a total of four on the baby. She's okay. eleven years older, okay. and then there's, so there's two, two in between. Two in the middle. My mom's one of six, and like the oldest and the youngest is like fifteen six. years. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, and I'm just one. So <laughs> that's what happened to someone who came. Yeah, from six. exactly. She's like, one, exactly, exactly. She solved her own yeah. dilemma. You see how that works? Okay. Um, so my parents did S. 
which was pretty hip in the early S? 80s. What is that? It, it was what's now Landmark Education. Okay. So my parents, my sister Beth, my oldest sister, was at NYU studying acting, right, in the, probably was late 70s, right? Must have been late 70s. And um, her roommate did Est, and then Beth went and did it. Okay. And then she changed so much yeah. that my parents couldn't believe it, so my mother did it. Oh, very and cool. then so went the family. Cool, and it was it was revolutionary because we so really. Where are you guys? Are you? Did you grow up on the East Coast? Long, you can't you hear? I, can't you hear my Long Island? Yeah, I, I have a Midwestern accent. So. You do. Yeah, it does. It's cute. Yes, <laughs> yes. Do you th- I think everyone has better ones than mine. But anyway, <laughs> we'll just go with it. Uh, so I so basically my parents so when I was 11 I did the what was called the children's training it was a weekend okay. course or you could even do two weekends um but I start you know so her my whole family was always um talking and and dealing with things yeah that's great uh yeah so that's my background so then you grew up that way did you know you wanted to make it your career no. what did you want to be when you grew up as a kid when, uh when I, I, you know, I was a, an environmentalist. I was like a screaming, hair-growing, hair <laughs> vegetarian, vegan-trying, wouldn't wear leather, um, moved to Colorado. Cool. Uh, you know, really took, I really was an environmental studies major. Got a BS in environmental studies. Um, I ultimately graduated from GW because I wanted to be in the political world about it. Like, I thought that was my calling. So when did you switch over, and what was the process of starting the Handel Method? You partnered with your sister? So if you really, so the the cute part is if you really followed me around, Mm -hmm. you would know that I was ultimately, my my parents will tell you I was coaching people since I was five, (laughs) right? Like it it really was very me all along, more so than you could imagine. Mm -hmm. And then I always was the local shrink to everybody. Like, I really was, right? And I cared deeply about, like, why are you dating that person? Break up with them. Like, I was so nosy and in everybody's business where that would be, as long as you love that, you loved me. Okay? If you didn't love that, you remember me and go, no. Yeah. Okay? Loved and hated for that. So then I had my first big break out of college at the UN, at the Global Environment Facility, right? And... I had this incredible problem. I hated the job. Like, I had no idea the bottom could drop out. And the very, not what I studied, but, like, the work of it did not translate at all. Yeah. And I was like, I I literally didn't know what I was going to do with myself. Um, And then then I had an epiphany. I had an epiphany at 22 that I didn't even, like, it... My issue, like I was, why was I hating even the job? And then my line was, I, I hated what the world was doing mm. to the trees, to the planet. Like I, I, I was having so much hate. And that's why I hated the job, right? I hated, this isn't going to work. There's so much payment. Like I was like, yeah. right? And, um, and then I had an epiphany that I'm working on the wrong thing. Mm. It's the people. And I, I can't hate them anymore, right? I, you, I have to love them. Like, they're, like, I hate myself. Like, wait a minute. It's all self-loathing yeah. about being human. And what are we going to do about humanity? Cool. And so then that was like, and then once I figured out that, then, you know, 
landmark made sense all these places like what's in the world yeah. you know what what can I do so did you know you wanted to become an entrepreneur at that point how did you partner with your sister and actually become so I went to work for that company okay my line is that I went all the way up to the top like could see at the top and I was like this is not gonna save the planet like this is not like this is Enough. not my calling uh-huh. right the way they, they they it just wasn't run the way I would run it yeah right they're not it, they're happy the way they are. I was a no, no. And basically my line is I ran away screaming. And um, would rather. And then my other line was I'd rather walk away with changing one person at a time for real where I really knew they changed than pretend I was changing thousands and thousands but not really yeah. getting them to lose the weight, to tell the truth. Like the things I cared about weren't getting done there. Right. And so that's when I had that epiphany of, like, I'm different, and there's something I can do. And so that's when I I was so unhappy again that I ran away and went out on my own. And so that was, you know, it's like at that perfect time when someone is 28. Yeah. And they're like, next round of deal with my life. Yeah. And so that was the next round of deal with my life and tell the truth. And so that's when you connected with your sister? No. No. That's when I did five years on my own. Okay. What, I did five years coach? of developing my method totally okay. as a coach. There was no such thing. It was 1997, like, like there was no coaches, life coach. What wow. was that? Cool. Right? And I literally had, I did so well. Yeah. Right? I, it was like the most fun I ever had. And then somewhere around year three or four, I wanted to see if I could teach someone what I knew or if I was like some weird unicorn. Okay. all by myself right and so then I um, I think I trained three people and that's when my method was born like there was cool. something I was really developing and could like and then their ability to do it and understand it and understand the principles was the next revelation yeah. of like I actually had a method Very that cool. I had figured out so before that and you said since you were five years old you were kind of coaching people I was and kind of like a therapist to people. Did you ever consider wanting to go into therapy or go back to school for that? I actually took classes and hated them because, oddly enough, you, so you, if you're going, and this isn't even fair, so someone should come shoot me that this is what I, this is my version of what happened to me. Okay. This isn't even true. Okay. <laughs> this is, Lauren. Okay. Because I don't want to say, because it's not fair. Um, but basically, when I started trying to consider being a psychologist or go into psychology mm-hmm. and all of it, it was like literally study everything that ever has been done on earth that never worked. Yeah. Right? Like literally. Yeah, and then, and then you were going like, to end up in working. legal binds. Right. Right? It was like not that it, like it was so much to, it was such a weird way to understand like one day after you learn everything that never worked plus everything that might have worked and then I just it was like and I'm not a reader yeah so I decided in my freshman year of college that that couldn't possibly be my calling so then I want to make the important distinction that Lori Gerber who we talked about earlier made on my podcast a million years ago yeah. of the difference between coaching and therapy and I've heard you define that or distinguish that before yeah. can you do that? Yes um, as a coach I really do get to tell you what to do 
right? Like I'm coming to, like I am literally making you run three times a week. I am getting you to have that conversation with your mother. I'm, right. I, I am there. It's not an optional thing. We negotiate until you agree, like you have to agree and we negotiate, we make contracts, right? Yeah. And, and I, I'll fire you. Right, like if you won't, if you don't want the coaching, if the coaching isn't working for you, if you're not, like I'm a coach, I'm getting you to places you want to go. You want to get married, great, right? Yes, you will be dating. Yes, you will be figuring out your history. Yes, you will be like, oh, we're gonna do some work. Yeah. No, no more actors for you, right? Yeah. Like whatever it is, right? Yeah. We're gonna figure it out, and then you're. We're gonna keep on. I'm going to coach you to take all the actions. Yeah. So I, I don't think a therapist is in the middle of getting to make contracts with you about actions to take. Right. That right. you have no choice to take and you're in trouble if you don't take them. Right. Like a coach. So let's circle back to your story and catch up to the present where now you have this relatively large company. You work at, with people on a very, very high level. Mm. I know so many people who have been on this podcast who have worked with you ah. or know you and have amazing things to say about you. <laughs> um so, and then have worked with your coaches yeah. and your team. Yeah. So where, where you spent those five years working on your own and then you trained people after that and yeah. then bring us up to the present so we can then kind of dive into the method. So the, the big, so at some point after I got that I had something mm-hmm. and I really had something that, that did good in the world. Like it was good enough for me. Right, like it really worked, and I could teach it to someone else, and I could die, and they could have it. Right, so then I had to like take this show on the road. Yeah. Right, and so that's when I I had a, the biggest dream of my life, which is I would break into organizations and teach honesty, and and a whole level of really connected to each other, like stop being the fakest at work ever. Yeah. Right. Go, so go into companies and do that. Go work with individuals. Heal love. Like open up love. Open up marriage. Open up like tell the truth about sex. Like there was like I, I like I want love in relationships. I want in companies. I want education. Like I want to go into yeah. schools. Right. I want to yeah. I want to go into the fanciest schools so I can you know snag the brand. Right. Like yeah. I thought here. But really, so by the time I'm teaching in foster care and those, like, I want to close the gap. Cool. Right? And, and take a bite out of what's, what I'm, I'm, I think is missing in humanity. Yeah. Being able to, like, be happy and fulfill on itself, know itself, talk about itself, yeah. and even talk about anything. Yeah. Right? So that's, and so then I was building that vision. Right? And that's all I've been doing ever since, basically, I started the Handle Group with my sister. Cool. What was working with your sister like, and how did you guys decide to partner? Um, so it's a cute story. And this is your oldest sister. This is my oldest years. sister. So I love my. I so my oldest sister was having a baby, and I was devastated because I love my sisters. I was devastated. I wasn't going to raise my my kids that I like barely had yet, right? Without them nearby. And I wanted to raise, like I totally wanted to raise my kids with my sisters and be around my sisters because I really love them. Yeah. And so um, Beth was always, she was a management consultant. She was out in Laguna Beach and she was not, she was bored out of her gourd. And so I got her a very big job with a dear, like a, a dear friend and client of mine 
So she moved to New York to be near me, ready, ready, and work with that person. Ask how long that lasted. How long? Uh, less than six weeks before oh she was like, this was the biggest mistake oh of my no. life. Oh, no. Oh, no. Could you imagine? Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> I'm like, so I got my sister. I got what I wanted. But she was freaking miserable. Yeah. And then I, she looked at me and she's like, if I were going to do something and build a business, because all she wanted to do was build a business uh-huh. and, and like build something herself she's like I build it with you and she's crying I'm on the stairmaster pedaling as fast as I can and I look at her and I'm like I screwed this whole thing up right like okay right like I have big dreams I could like move them up and we can think about this that was the beginning of the hand up I love that I wrote down something that you said once where you were like, no one is teaching life education. Real life. Real life education. education. Yeah. So that was something that you started to talk about before, about how you wanted to get this into schools. And I think you started with Columbia and then like... MIT. MIT. (laughs) So how did you, how did you get the, this message there? And was that a challenge? And, and what did that do to elevate your work? So I found this unbelievable loophole, which is very me. Mm-hmm. The loophole is, is if, you, if you can find a tenured professor, a tenured professor is allowed to teach and have visiting scholars and bring anything they want to the students if they actually think it's profound mm-hmm. and valuable. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's, so um, once upon a time, I was at a New Year's Eve party. And uh, there was an MIT brilliant man, tenured professor, like, who was not that happy in his love life, (laughs) right? And I knew it, and I was watching it, I was watching downhill happen while I was, you know, sitting at the party, right? He was unhappily dating there. Uh And I was like, how are you doing? So basically, um, I said, if I figure this out, if I show you what I know, and I figure this out, and I get you married, right? And he was 39, and he was devastated. He hadn't had kids yet, right? He had everything else in his life, mm-hmm. and he was, he, was a, he was handsome. Like, there was nothing wrong. Like, I'm like, I'll figure it out. I'll get you married. If I get you married and teach you that I exist, you walk me in the front door. This is like a plot of a 90s, early 2000s romantic comedy. Like, this could have really been is. a... Tr- I think I am that era, aren't I? Yeah, I love it. Isn't that true to my actual era? era? Yeah. Ask me about my hip-hop love, (laughs) right? And the theme song. Okay, so yes. Maybe that's a next creative project for you, is like writing the movie. (laughs) I think someone, I think, let let me get a little... Give some of that idea. Exclusive. Come on. But it, it, so anyway, so had him with the love has sort like there really is the method that deals with your love life and it explains it all like the yeah. method really yeah works and I want to get into that yeah the method really works which is not like I really did figure things out because I study things and always cared deeply about um, achievement and what that how that happens in an individual yeah right connected to your dreams connect like I really care that there's a way to think yeah and take over your thinking cool one thing that I remember that really stuck with me when I first learned about this method yeah. from Lori. 
was the emphasis and importance of honesty with yourself, with others. Mm. And she said this one thing that really kind of just like went right in, you know, how mm-hmm. certain bits of wisdom do. Mm. That was like a real aha moment for mm-hmm. me. And she said, whatever you're lying about, mm. you have to manage. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear you speak about that. And then if you could discuss maybe some of the best ways to break the habit of lying when it can be so in- ingrained in us. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Good question. Thank you. <laughs> See, let me get my little head in, in order. Um, so, you know, the, there is nothing more. Like, if you're like, what do I want to eradicate on earth? I would eradicate lying. Mm-hmm. Right? I think it is the source of everything that stays corrupt. Yeah. Right? And also fight, like, the opposite of being true to yourself and free. Yeah. Right? Like, if you really told the truth about everything you thought... Right, it's literally if you stuck your hand in fire, you would only do that once. Like right. no one learns real lessons because they are capable of hiding what they really think. They don't grow up their thinking. They don't deal with their thoughts. They they can hide them all. They can lie to themselves, others. Like there's layers and layers of hiding true yeah. self, and lying is the ultimate way that's done. Right? Oh, I can't tell you I think this. I can't tell you what I do. I can't tell you what I really wish for. I can't tell you what I think of how you just talked to my mother. I can't tell you, like, I don't want to, like, all in the name of niceties, all in the name of proper, all in the name of don't hurt people's feelings, all in the name of, like, being good. Yeah. Right? It's actually being dark, right? Because we never learn, but it's such a twisted fate. Yeah. Right? It's, like, Right there is the crux of light and dark where they yeah. meet. Okay, so it really is a spiritual problem. I'm just thinking this whole time that your kids are so lucky that they get to learn this from the beginning. They really do. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they actually really do. Because I learned the opposite, you know, yeah. and I think most of us did. Yes, and it's nobody's fault. Like, I, I just think... New thinking is the answer, and it's no, it's it makes sense why it was that way, and now yeah. it's going to make sense that it's the new way. Yeah, uh, pray to but Jesus. Yeah, pray to but Jesus. But um, so so what happens when you lie is whatever you're protecting, um, whatever you're protecting becomes true. Mm. Right. If I can't tell you I don't like your sweater. It must be ugly. Like, I'm right. It's true. If I can't tell you... So the biggest problem with hiding something, it, it creates validity. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it brings actual reality into existence about yourself. If you're hiding that thought, if you're hiding how you feel, it makes it more real, not less real. Right? Yeah. So. Does that that's a huge principle. So watch this. Okay, so how I normally do it in talking with someone mm-hmm. would be you can smell something, you can taste something, like you have all your senses. Right. But did you know another way humans create reality? They create reality. If I can't tell you what I think, it must be true. Okay. If I can't tell you what I'm hiding, it must be real. Mm. If I could tell you it, it must not be true. Right. Or it's not that important. Or who cares? Or it's just my opinion. Or you, like, or we're equal. Right. Versus I'll hurt you. Or I'll do this. Like, everyone ends up in a puppet show 
managing what they can and can't say. Yeah. But every time you're in your puppet show managing what you can and can't say, you're turning yourself into some, uh, you're posturing yourself, defining yourself and defining the other in a form of bullshit. Right. Because you're not actually calling the truth. Right. right. You're not going, oh, I don't like that. Oh, you hurt my feelings. Why didn't you call me yesterday? Why didn't you, like, and then you also are avoiding reality. Right. right? As if the guy won't tell you why he didn't call you yesterday. Yeah. Right. Or you'd go, like, everyone's doing strategies that are protecting um, illusions. Yeah. And then you get stuck in them. Did that answer that question? It did. But the, the second part, I guess, is what I'm still curious about, which is, since this is so ingrained, how do you remind your clients or when this is a new skill to stop the pattern of when it comes up of exaggerating the truth? No one's going to like this answer. Okay. This is the worst answer of all. Okay. Okay. Hi. Let me see if I can sell this. This is real. Let me try and sell this sexy. Okay. I'm like, why can't I sell end lying sexy? I'm like, because the whole thing is a nightmare. (laughs) Okay. Coming clean is not attractive. Yeah. Okay. So um, what I have a client do is I have them make their lie lists. All the ways you've lied in your past. Okay. Every way you exaggerate, you under-exaggerate. Things you say to yourself about yourself that you would never tell anybody you think. All the actual white, like, so I have a list of this in the book of mm-hmm. all the ways we lie plus client lists. And you will howl at, you think you're original at how bad you might lie or what you went to, you know, you're going to the grave with yeah. that. Right? You know, for example, I sat my parents down and told them everything I ever lied about. Wow. Like, how many different men I fucked in my parents' <laughs> bed. <laughs> My orthodox dad's bed. Okay. Yeah, see see the Jewish yarmulke. Like, what? Why would I do that? Because I always felt disconnected from him, that he couldn't get me. He couldn't, like, ew. Like, then you, you create, you feel yeah. disconnected because you're the liar, and then I am, he can't handle the truth. Right. Right? And then you, you create posturing that stays true forever, and no one ever comes clean on ways they lie. The only way out of lying is actually to tell on it to stop the behavior. Yeah. Ew! Right? So, Don't you want to kill me? So with the, the practicality of that... Yes. So you do the lie list, yes. and then... Do you have to share all of yeah. those? You got to go clean it up. Like I went up? back. So one of the things I was famous for mm-hmm. was I cheated on every boyfriend I ever had. Does that sound like I cheated a little? <laughs> okay. Does it sound like I might have been a hoe? <laughs> Closer to hoe. And did anyone ever catch me? <laughs> no. Right. I might be talented, right? And you're like, but I thought you were a truth teller and you were a good person. I'm like, no, wasn't, right? Became one. So, um, and I couldn't understand why I didn't feel deep love with someone yeah. or find the person. I Like, I didn't have, a, I had a lot of negativity right. about men and about myself and blah, 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 right? So I literally did the entire lie list um, and went back to every boyfriend. Wow. To get, and I, all the way to getting a pit, like, did I get a pitcher of beer over my head? Yeah. Yes. So what about those, like, that? those are bigger lies. 
But what about like the little exaggerations of the truth or little white lies that people might not even remember? Like, hey, four years ago, do you remember that I think I said the thing? Like, you would just tell someone you lie, right? You're like, oh my God, I did this amazing process where I'm coming clean and I'm not going to be a liar ever again. And I'm totally committed to being in the present reality is who I am today. Mm -hmm. And I have a bunch of fucking creepy behaviors that come with humanity. You probably have them too. Bet you do, right? Like, give me a break. Yeah. Want to compare lie lists? Yeah. Right? Like, it's literally talking about... like you, the porn industry is the biggest industry on earth. You think no one's looking at it? Right. Oh, not you. Right. I do. Right. Like no one admits the truth. Right. And and so we can't ever bring the light to the dark if the dark figured out how to hide forever, including yours. And every time you won't clean up a lie or go back and admit it, it's literally how you keep your dark alive, and it keeps it justifying itself. So moving, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So moving forward then, mm. when you... Because my, my big thing is like, I'll sometimes find myself just exaggerating a story sure. for no reason other than like... not. It's not even that I like... There are things that aren't even... It doesn't even make it better. It just makes it different. And I'm just... I'm trying to make sure the person's engaged in my story. So That's I'm like... I'll, I'll just make this slightly more... I'll, I'm like a chameleon with a story. Like, yes. I know what this person will like. Yes. And this person is going to yeah. be eight cookies. And this person yes. is going to be 12. Or like, right. And I'm making totally... all these, like, weird... Yeah, like, I'm changing these little details that don't matter. Yeah. And just, like, make the story better. That sort of thing. When I catch myself doing it, just... Sometimes I might just do it by mistake and then go back and be like, I don't know why I said that. That That's was awesome. a lie. It was actually this much, yeah. right, or whatever. So that sort of thing, just kind of catching yourself in the moment or right after so then you yeah. don't have to go back. There, the, the, real, the real realization mm-hmm. that no one's willing to have is as you tell that, right, can I go, when was the last time I exaggerated? I'm like, oh, I think I probably still exaggerate. Like, there's no human that's not doing it. Like, we're all walking around like we're trying to be some kind of perfect, except with the flaws we're willing to talk about. Right. It's just not, it's not real. Like, everybody's got exaggeration or under-exaggerating or white lies or they withhold information. It's it's culturally conditioned. Mm. It's even accepted and and taught yeah so the reversal of that is you make a promise if you exaggerate or catch yourself exaggerating you tell the person if you actually know them and ever could see them again oh my god i'm working on not exaggerating yeah and i exaggerated two things yeah it's like moving and vulnerable and inspiring and then you get much better at who the Cares. Yeah. Like, human. I blew my nose. I you don't go, it. wow, did you see my boogies? Yeah. You're like, ew, I, yeah. I have to blow my nose. I'll be right back. Yeah. It it needs to become. That's such a good connection. So not gross. Yeah. yeah. I love and that. And shameful. Why is it so shameful? That's so, that's so great and such an aha moment for me because I feel like if you say it, at first when you say the lie list, and I haven't gotten to that part of yeah. the book yet, yeah. but at first when you explain that I'm like oh god that's so exhausting you don't want to do that but then when you say it that way like everyone does this everyone can connect with this I'm like okay it's not that bad it's even one step worse the funniest thing you I've been doing this long enough Mm -hmm. 
birds of a feather flock together. You'd be amazed at the people in my life have my lie lists and the ones in yours yeah. have your lie lists, right? Like they're, it's like, and then ready? So do your parents. Yeah. So do your siblings. So do they, like yeah. it, it, it's, it, it's the funniest uncommon knowledge that belongs being common. Right. And it will blow you out. It will like make you laugh humans and it's interesting too because now that you when you said that I was like you know what a lot of the people in my life I know when they're lying like sometimes I just don't even say anything because I'm like I know that's not true like I just know it because it's a mirror the minute you are present to it in yourself you can see it in others you can if you are hating on someone or like don't even know why you don't like them for some reason and like, ugh, right? It's something you haven't faced in yourself yet. Like it usually means, uh uh-uh, yeah. why don't I like them? Yeah. It's me, right? What is it? That's why the line, the book yeah, is, maybe yeah, it's me. Maybe it's me. Yeah. Maybe it's you. Right. right? Yeah, right. I love that. Another thing at the beginning of the book that, that you talk about is that we don't allow ourselves to dream fully as adults. Can you talk about the importance of dreaming? <sighs> I, I'm in love with getting a person to dare themselves mm-hmm. to dream. The first dream you will write will be riddled without. It will be riddled with all the re- like. You'd be amazed at how shitty a person yeah. can't write a dream. You give some. You give like four or five really great examples of your clients. Right. I, I have never, ever read a dream on the first pass, even of epic human beings. Yeah. Right, who are not riddled with their fears and all their doubts and everything they think is wrong, right? Yeah. Like we are incapable of believing that that the ideal and our own vision of our own ideal is possible. If you don't believe something is possible, you will not chase it. You will yeah. not be accountable for it. You can't have it. Yeah. Right. So therefore, you would go. If I'm not dreaming, then I don't have to chase it. Right. Equals. You're off the hook. You're off the hook, and it, it really is fear. And then, if you look at anybody you think is extraordinary, you would go, they're fearless. They chase their dream. They ch- they, they're crazy, right? So, literally, that's the sport that I'm going to put you in. Is yeah. come on, human race, <laughs> you know, let's race, right? To your own truth for yourself about what you most want. Yeah. It is possible. I think that's really inspiring. And in I wish that I, I did the exercise and I, I brought something else that we can workshop, but I wish I would have cool. brought the brought the dream so if someone isn't able to work with you, mm-hmm. they can have your book. But what are some tips you could give people listening? I have to pitch this the, I have to pitch one thing. Okay. I, I and I'm not kidding, I spent three years creating a product called Inner You that is 12 coaching sessions oh, with me. Cool. It is such a bargain. Yeah. It's stupid. And it and, and it's digital and there's a community. Oh, perfect. And people and it's cheap. And people it's, can get that year round. You there it's it's like if you want it for six months, if you want like you can cool. buy it outright. Yeah. Um and we're gonna be changing the price because we've been beta testing it and then testing it and now mm. about five hundred people are on it, maybe four, four I don't know. Yeah. Don't let me exaggerate. <laughs> right, but like, Last number, it's in the fours. Okay. Okay. Um, 
but it's stellar. Cool. Right? And so then you get free coaching. It's, anyway, so inner you. Okay. Inner you. And you will know me. You will know every story of mine. I wrote it for three years. Oh, I, wrote, I learned how to record to record it so it sounds like I'm storytelling. Very cool. Deeply, like, for God's sakes. Okay. <laughs> the book plus that will rock your little world. Okay, cool. So that's kind of the... Sorry, I got this. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> well, another thing in your work that... Yeah you do and I remember Lori spoke about this is you break things out into 18 areas which you talked about in your TED we talk. had to do you know I had to change it no it's 12 they made me the publisher made me squish oh really it's the same areas okay but <laughs> but because I so care about the sex area uh-huh. that it should include romance relationship and sex yeah right I got to separate it into two I had to like Squish. Twelve. Squish. Maybe do that too. Yeah. Squish. Yeah. I squished. Yeah. Well, anyway. So the areas of twelve areas of life. So you also have people in the book focus on three for the duration going through. Yeah. So I thought I would bring my top area. Let's do it. That I want to work on, which is time. Wow. And I, I thought that was an interesting. It's an interesting one for people listening who maybe haven't read your book yet. That time would even be an area. Yeah. But it was such a clear one for me that I didn't want to work on, but I needed to work on. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting that we're having this conversation today because I did your exercises that I've heard you talk about in other podcasts where you write down the things that you're most proud of. So I wrote down moving to New York, writing a book at 23, and I had those. And then the biggest confession and... Maybe it's you, title of your book, maybe it's me moment, was I can be very disciplined in certain periods of time, but then lately getting started with things can be really challenging. Like It's like if I know I have a two-hour chunk, but I have work that will take five hours, I'm kind of like, well, I shouldn't even do any of it at all because Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to finish it. Okay. So that's a story I'm telling myself, and I can get, it can feel... That's the brat. Yeah. Yes, right. There's a voice in that head that's always putting shit off. That is not original to you. That it comes with packaging, just like mouth. <laughs> right. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. I, so no one can relate I, to that, right? Yeah. So how do I like go of that? And I'm just like I feel like I'm just constantly on this hamster wheel of all the things coming into my life are really good. All the opportunities, all the obligations. But I'm just, I'm feeling like I'm constantly doing admin work and I'm constantly writing emails and just like scheduling and there, I don't really know what I can take off my plate, but I just want like more flow and more ease. So that whole, I want time to expand basically. Well, that was what I wrote in my dream. Okay. Okay. So first of all, time is, is... There isn't anything in your life that is in a a relationship to a concept. Mm. Love, sex, death, mother, (laughs) right? Like, what isn't a full-blown, like, long-standing relationship forever to it? Father, like, they're they're just not... So time is the medium we live in, right? It's like the... it, It is like... It's the kicker. It's like, got got us right. all by the balls yeah. right it's you know it's how you know you die right like right. hey there's a beginning middle and end oh right yeah. better get shit done like that's why we got date like it's amazing so the, the concept itself is stunning 
Okay. And then you're having a relationship to it. Okay. And you really could write a letter, dear time. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. There's never enough of you. Why, why you bug me? I don't yeah. want to have to deal with you. I'd rather, like, there really is a relationship to time and everybody's having yeah. one. Okay. So then if that's true, then you can create any reality you want it, you, and a relationship you want. Okay. Okay. Got that? Yes. Okay. So from there, next jump. Okay. Okay. There really is X many hours you'd work a day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Plan your day. Yeah. Just do it. You work for your business. You work like it's work, right? So what, what like you want to work five hours a day, work five hours a day. You want like you. So what I make a person do, no matter what, is they know their vision for the year. No, like I am no joke, right? What are we working on for the year? Where are we? What is, what are you most committed to? I don't even have that. See? So, so the bigger problem, which I know, like I, right. I knew that. Yeah. Right. So the vision for what you're out to accomplish and, and the business, right. You need to become the CEO of a, of your business and the CEO, the hat of the CEO really needs to have a vision and then execute. And then that vision has, it's not personal, it's like its own beautiful vision. Mm-hmm. And then you work for the vision. Like I work for the vision. I like that. Okay. Yeah. And then time is the medium to fulfill on that vision. Okay. And then what you're doing connects to the vision, connects to what has to happen. And then there's time enough for everything. Yeah. There really is time enough for everything. Right, but your relationship to time, like, also I revamp people's relationship to time. Like, I love people learning how to play. It's, it's I call it beat the clock. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you plan in an hour, what you're going to do, I would like to see if it gets done. Like, I want you actually like you don't know yourself in time until you actually play with time. Like, people are so dumb about having deep relationships with the fun of being alive. Like, this is going to take me twenty minutes. Really? Let's see. Click. Okay, do it. Right? If you're really working on your dreams, mm-hmm. even if it's returning emails to clients, yeah. right? Those are your babies, right? Yeah. So anyway, it all connects, but being a master of time has to be fun in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And the brat doesn't want to do anything ever except exactly what it wants to do. Right. And it changes its mind. It's like not yeah. your best friend. Yeah. Right. Today, it absolutely wants to call everybody back, work hard, and have a great thought. I like mm-hmm. didn't even bother you today, right? But the next day, it like doesn't want to call that person back. It doesn't want to deal. It only yeah. wants to work on that. Like, hi. Yeah. Fire that thing all together. Get a vision, and and time works for the vision. Yeah. I does that answer your? It does. Question? It does. In my specific situation, yeah. I, I think I need to. I get very overwhelmed when there's a lot of things flying at me, and if I just focus on, I just need to remind myself to focus on one thing at a time, and I've been talking on this podcast like a broken record of feeling like a That just means you open your emails when you're not, it just, you're not even talking about something that isn't, it literally is, I... I open emails no matter... I, when I see the bell, I go back and check my emails and my phone the entire day. Yeah. That's what you just told me. So then it distracts the shit out right. of you. Like, you're not even telling me... It's like... That's like telling me I didn't eat well today. Yeah. And I'm like, 
Really? Just know the... I think it's if I don't... If I have so many tasks and I don't pick one, I'm I'm just like responding to other tasks. I just need to like pick one at a time, no, do no, it. No. When I say plan time, mm-hmm. that's like between 9 and 10, I will go through my inbox. Yeah. I will make a section of things that take too long. Like, like, I mean, what are you doing during that hour? Like tomorrow. Yeah. Like 9 to 10, I will do this. Yeah. 10 to 12, I'm going to work on my new book and sh- ideas. Right. Can you open emails while you're doing that? No. No. No, you don't even answer the phone. Now, if you're me and you have children, right, you could have right. like, unless it's David calling, right? right. Like you can right. even, right. but the laws you're following to honor your own integrity of time and being true to yourself. You have no idea how much more more magic will come in yeah. and more results will come in because you respect yourself and time and you're actually planning. Yeah. Yeah. Does and that I, make sense? Like, no, you're, you're not quite sense. getting... When I say plan time... No, I get that. I mean, like, plan time. Yeah. <laughs> like, tell it what it's... And what I make people do, honestly, that complain about time, you, yeah, is um, your schedule is due before 10 a.m., so when I don't whatever like and ready yeah you because you're quote unquote slightly a jerk about time yeah should actually have to send it to someone mm. like and at the end of the day Ooh, I like that you answer you best friend like help yeah. me with time yeah right you send it to your best friend at the end of the day right and if 80% mm. of it wasn't honored you owe a consequence. Oh, I love this. Yeah. You owe a consequence. Consequences are not mean or vindictive. They're a little annoying. <laughs> okay, call your mother. Spend a half hour with her. Right? Like, do something you really don't want to yeah. do that would be really actually good for you. But yeah. also enough that you would want to keep 80% of your time. Yeah. It's supposed to be insurance policy mm. to keep you on the game. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, totally do you have does. any idea how well that would work if you actually just did it? Yeah. I mean, I think, the not that this is an excuse, but something that complicates this, that most people listening to the podcast don't know this, but I work a full-time job as well. So oh. during during the day, like, I'm not, I have to respond to the emails that come in as they come in. But that's why I'm so much more productive when I work on my tasks and my business during like the weekend or when I'm not having to respond to other things. I'm so much more You need a dream to stop to get out of... Uh, yeah, like, and I'm uh, like super close. Okay, like that needs a money plan yeah. and a dream and a closing of... Like that yeah. needs a strategy because that sounds terrible. Someone who worked with one of your coaches, Lori, yeah. Mastin Kip, do you know him? Yes. So he told me, and you'll, you'll love this, he... he looked at me and he was like Katie you have to stop with plan B because plan B is a effing distraction from plan A yeah plan B really well said yeah plan B doesn't exist in plan A yeah yeah right I don't like and and what you're and it's so sad you're betting you're not betting on yourself yeah and I think I've just been it's it's come to the point where I was like, well, I can do both until I can't. And then now I'm like, oh, oh, this is it. This is like the can't. This is me feeling like I can't really have a life and work two jobs. Like it's gotten to the point and I wanted to get there and feel that. That's and I think congratulations. I'm like, yeah. 
This is a good congratulations. Congra- like really congratulations <laughs> and have an end date. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I think and I do. You, yeah, and if you need to figure out it's way worth more to figure out ways to to squirrel about money and not yeah. like it's way better to figure it's so easy to figure out how to be conservative. Yeah. Right? And believe in making money and how you're going to yeah. grow your business. And hold yourself responsible for that, especially since you're doing your dream. Yeah. You couldn't be hungrier and more excited to And especially it. because it's not even about the money for me. It's like about these little things like full, like the consistency of a salary rather than being a fully a freelancer. The, the full-time job with the benefits and the 401k. And just like I saw my mom work this at the same company for 30 years. And I saw these things modeled for me and I didn't really see entrepreneurship. So... It's just like a shift of like, oh, I can do this. These things are like easy to figure out. Well, you're also the evolution of your mother. So one is she hid forever and never had the fun of trusting herself. And like you're the, like her dream come true would be you, you could have it all. Yeah. You can, you have what it takes. You can do that. Right. Versus you better stay locked to a desk. Right. Right. You're, yeah. If you're locked to a desk, it better be because you goddamn love that desk. Right. Right there. My father's been locked to a desk. He's 80. Too, and he still goes back to work because. But he loves yeah. being inside of a company, inside of a law firm. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah, cool. Okay, that was very helpful. Yay. I'm glad that people were able to kind of see a real life thing. So, in your book, maybe yeah. it's you. You touched on this a little bit, but when did the idea for naming it that? come to you and what was the writing process like and how do you feel about it being out in the world now we had oh my god so like back when I was starting the company we I I am not the best namer of anything okay I profess to not be good at that or try, but I can hear it I know it when I hear it mm-hmm. right so we got a gang together and brainstormed isms of mine oh I love that and things that you know because I cackle make jokes I, I speak them in the moment wouldn't remember them if my life depended mm-hmm. on it and wouldn't pick the right one right yeah so then we got a gang together of things that are very Handel method and all the things that anyone had ever learned of of really good tastemakers um, and in that session, the be- the one best liner that I maybe you know maybe it's you right yeah. is such a Lauren freight like maybe maybe and maybe it's me yeah <gasps> maybe it's me right it's like my joke it's so you it's now I'm it's meeting me, you right yeah. like it's, maybe it's me I love it right like the, it's the only good answer yeah right it's my favorite only good yeah. answer because everything great about you you did and everything shitty about right. you you can do something about and yes it's yours yeah so I I find it very inspiring yes it is though many people find me a little like bittersweet yeah right? bitter but, and then sweet bitter but I you know it's like I really am about facing the dark yeah. with love but you know it's not that sweet yeah Sweet after. It's funny. It's an aftertaste. It's it's a it's got a New York yeah <laughs> sense of humor. I love that. Okay, so I have to ask you the questions that yes I ask everyone, but we're Please. running out of time, so let's do them quick fire. Sure. So I'll warn you, they start off easier and get more challenging. Let's see what happens. So I warm you up a little bit. Let's warm you up. Okay, favorite color. Orange. Favorite day of the week. Tuesday. Favorite hour of the day. Four. So I wrote this book about journaling, and I find 
it's 55 journaling exercises. I brought you a copy, actually. Don't <gasps> forget goody, to give goody, it to you. Um, it's 55 journaling exercises for self-awareness and getting honest with yourself. So is writing or journaling something you ever recommend to your clients and people you work with? Has it been helpful in your life at all? Oh, I have, I have, I have manifesting journals. I have dating journals. <laughs> like I make people keep, keep like their numbers and what they learn. So I am a journalaholic oh, for cool. people. And oh, yes, wow. and I have like books dating, but I will like not throw my journals out and shit's still coming true. And I, and like, I literally think you should go back and cross out ones you don't want. Like they're yeah. all, so I believe in it deeply. Do you still do it? Of like, no? course. But now I do it in my iPhone. Cool. <laughs> so another thing I, I like to talk about with everyone is feminism. So yes. what does being, what does feminism look like for you and how do you act your feminism in your life? Oh, I'm I'm a brutal feminist. Like, well, this is my version of feminism. Ready? Oh, wait, I have two. I'll make two funny points. One is, thank you all the men on planet Earth for building everything um, and getting all the structures done and all the shit the chicks were never gonna do. And now it's time for us to take over. Yes, is that feminism? That. Right? Yeah. Like we're gonna bring everything now That's into. Amazing. Like what really matters, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, so I think it's time for the That's chicks, so and we great. should thank the boys, right? We were never building toilets. Yeah. Right? What? We, what? <laughs> so ha ha ha. We you. could have, but it's done now. So. I, I think they get credit for all engineering and that yeah. left brain thinking, and now it's time for women to come in and bring the next round. So that was one thing I said. I yeah. find that very feministic. Yes, I love that. <laughs> and then the other thing I say, oh, this is really, I swear I've been trying to pitch this for years. Okay. I am straight, but I am like, go gay day. Right? I would like, go gay day. I like Honest that. to God, women over 50, like, who hate men or never find men. And like, could we all just get, it could be really okay to, to like be, like, I swear the sex leap is the least of your problems. It's the love and intimacy of being with someone. And how do we get women to figure this out that yeah. they could really make the jump? Yeah. I think I'm a serious feminist yeah. with those two opinions. I like both of them. I think they're great. <laughs> how do you handle your relationship with social media, technology, being so connected? How do you handle that? Uh, embarrassing my answer. I don't do it. I don't. My company does it. I care about the... I, I hear all the it, slogans we put out, like that they have to run them all by me. But I have I am not on Instagram. If you're like, where's your... Like, I even have art. I'm an artist. My kids run it. Like, I don't I don't care. That's great. That's I'm sorry. Great. I'm not the girl that who'll be on a screen. I'm not screaming. That's great. What about morning routines? I think this is such a fascinating question. So... What are the first few things you do when you wake up in the morning and how do those affect how the rest of your day goes? Um, I usually get a good snuggle from Daisy. <laughs> Honest to God, I get a good snuggle from Daisy and then I have to jump. Is that your dog? That's my daughter. Oh, your daughter. My <laughs> youngest daughter is named Daisy. Um, so Daisy's still around because she does. She goes to school a little later. So I get a good snuggle and then I get in the shower. When I'm in the shower, I listen to my... I mean, I listen to the exact same thing every morning. Oh. It's... um. It's my man. It helps me manifest. Oh. I manifest in the shower every cool. morning. What is? What do you listen to? It's um, Neville Goddard. Okay. Feeling is the secret, and he has an audio by Jason McCoy. It's the coolest shit 
Uh-huh. Like I'm like on year three listening to it, cool. right? Like I don't even no I don't even veer. Um, and it teaches it's it's brilliant. So I listen and I love manifesting in the shower. I guess I, that's what I do. Cool. And then I go to, I grab my big cup of coffee and drive to New York. Amazing. Um, what about in the evening? How do you shut down after a long day and rest? What are the last few things you do before you go to sleep? Um, I finish my emails. Um, I read in the handout group. We have how everyone stays connected is we have magic emails. Like what magic did you produce today? Cool. And so everyone sends around their hottest magic. There's nothing more fun than reading the magic emails from all the divisions. And um, I play with my husband and kids cool. until they're in bed, like gone. Um, I have sex twice a week because <laughs> that's a promise. And if I am not keeping that promise, I am on some Netflix show. <laughs> I'm a junkie. But I'm in bed by 11. I'm like passed out by 11.30. What are some of your favorite Netflix shows? Oh, I'm like a goofball. <laughs> I'm so goofy, really. Or just any shows. Um, Outlander. I heard that's good. I like. I just like it. I like them. like you know. I like a True Blood. Yeah. Game of Thrones. Cool. I like a set of like fantasy violence. Yeah. With plenty of sex. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Greatest lesson on romantic relationships. Um. People sell out. I this like in my new book. It'll be. Head, heart, and hoo-ha each get full, like each get to get everything they ever wanted and you have to stop them doing two out of three or half bait. Like it's such a mess that they think there's delegates Mm. versus each one gets whatever they want. And there is such holdout for struck. Mm. It's real. And there really is soulmates and you have to do the work on yourself, like to be someone who's right. But what I have found is I sold out for so long until I was unwilling to sell out anymore. And then I held out and I'm 20 years in. Cool. And I'm still fucking madly in love with my husband. And it's real. So don't I sell out, that. girls. And I maybe really, a boy really or two. Like that. I really like that. Okay, on family, greatest lesson on family. Have a real vision and fight for it. Like the family that I have, the father, I make my father write poems. Mm-hmm. Like they're like the, the love that your like what your parents will do to make it with you if you're not a bitch or a shit about it and you forgive them for everything, they'll do anything you need because they love you so much. Mm-hmm. And so no one really understands they can have a vision and fulfill on it, even in your family. So fight for the dreams. I love that. Okay, it might take 10 years. (laughs) Greatest lesson on spirituality, God, what happens when we die, all of that. Um, God, I believe in souls. I believe we are coming around. I believe in lives repeat, lessons repeat. And I do believe, I think my greatest belief is I have a ring that I wear on my fuck you finger. (laughs) Honest to God, I had it made. And it says one soul. Mm. And I don't... Think we get out till everybody's one. Mm. I really don't. I don't. And and I do think we're a ticking time bomb with the environment, so we might not make the cut. Right? We're in a lot of trouble, kittens. Right? We are. We like. We have to forgive everybody. We got to get people out of prison. We have to like. There is so much cleaning up to do and healing to do, and we made all the mess ourselves. Mm. Right? And lying is the source of it. And 
drugs and dark, right? But people are a lot, like, it's just, there's a lot of crime. Yeah. But not because anybody wanted it. Right, right. Well said. Best thing you've eaten in the last week? God, I really like the core club food. <laughs> I'm a carnivore, but I'm a like I'm a paleo, so they make the best like a burger with avocado on a salad for me oh, with nice. grilled mushrooms Lovely. for lunch. <laughs> Very good. Nice. <laughs> I want to talk about New York a little bit. Yeah. You basically grew up here. Mm. What do you? What's your favorite part of living in the city? Thoughts on New York City, having traveled to lots of different places. What is it about the city? I love the diversity, like the wild diversity. And I love how everyone thinks it's theirs. So I love the arrogance <laughs> and the wild diversity and the fierce independence. Like, it, and, and like the, 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 I love the attitude. I love yeah. the attitude and I love the pace, right? I love how self-important everyone is, right? And I believe them all, right? Yeah. So I just like, yeah, I like lots of cities, but but I love, God, New York's my favorite. Yeah. The physical graffiti. It's It matches your energy. It suits you. Yeah. 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 And a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's okay. not for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but it's for a bunch of people. <laughs> so the name of my podcast and my book is Let It Out. Yes. So when I offer that to you to let it out, what does that mean to you? Is there anything that you still want to let out? Anything that you wish that, that I would have asked you that you don't get to talk about a lot? I'm still, everyone should just know I'm still scared out of my wits that I, will I fulfill on my dreams? Like they're, they're like, I, I, like there is ne- there is never getting done with the fight mm. to be true to yourself right there is no easy part there is no not fierce there isn't no, like like I'm not done right yeah. you hear this but do not think I have one minute of yeah. not dealing just as much as you do, right? So it's very relative, and I dare you to fight as much as I have to mm. for what we believe in. I think that's so important for people to hear, especially from you. Yeah, yeah. I'm still. I had a Marie Marie Forleo did a like literally. I met her for like wow, lucky me, right? I get to meet her. She's awesome. Yeah, she she's teaches B school, right? Yeah. She did a coaching session on me yesterday. We were supposed to have like coffee, uh-huh. right? And I was like, thank God. Right, so no matter who you are. Yeah. Cool. I love that. Thank you so much for doing this. This was great. All right, guys, that was my episode with Lauren Handel Zander. Hope you liked it. Hope you learned something. Thank you so much for listening. I just think you guys are the best. If you like this podcast, if it is interesting to you, if it's funny if it makes you happy just share it with a friend that would be really great i want to keep growing the show if you haven't left a review on itunes leave a review that's really helpful as well and supporting the sponsors helps out so much this episode was brought to you in part by Kara vitamins i really love Kara vitamins i think they're great i take them you can go to their website you'll take a personalized quiz and from there 
it will tell you exactly what supplements your body could use that would be helpful and beneficial to you. And this boutique vitamin store helps to deliver to, right to your door exactly what your body needs in a personalized daily pack that's so convenient and easy to use and great for travel. They also now have prenatal and natal supplements for moms who want some customized care. It's really great, really useful, and they'll ship it directly to you to help with your lifestyle and health goals. I love their vitamins and I think you will too. So go to takecareof.com, use the code Katie at checkout for 50% off. That's K-A-T-I-E for 50% off. I'm honestly so grateful for the sponsors. I love doing this podcast so much and I can't even believe that they are willing to help me to do that. Something I love doing anyway. It's really, really great and I just want to keep doing more of it. So it really makes me so happy when you support the sponsors like our other sponsor this week quarterlane quarterlane is a quarterly book subscription service that brings you the most celebrated books of the season right to your doorstep it's a literary box that speaks to your soul each season and it elevates the print book to the luxury status that it so dearly deserves elizabeth has a background in contemporary art so each week or each time you get one delivered she invites an artist for the season to create a limited edition print that goes in each box trust me you guys it is luxury these boxes are beautiful she really curates the best books she's an amazing person she's going to do the podcast but if you want to try them out i would say order yourself a box order yourself a subscription and probably order one for a friend because the holidays are coming up and this would be a lovely gift for a reader in your life so you can get 25% off if you use the code let it out 25 that's let it out 25 for 25% off of a collection or your first subscription. Thank you so much Cordelaine. Thank you Kara. Thank you for listening. And the emoji for this week's episode is the feather. It's a feather because Lauren actually had feathers in her hair. You guys didn't see that because this is not a visual medium but i interviewed her in person uptown at this place called core club and she had a feather in her hair and we had dinner last week and she also had a feather in her hair so i think it's her thing so tweet at us at me at lauren she doesn't really use social media so probably just at me a feather and i'll know that you're still listening to me rambling i'll talk to you guys next week with a brand new episode i've been recording so much you guys i recorded three episodes this weekend I have so many coming up. I have really exciting things coming up to share with you. Meetups, events, live podcasts. I'm going to be speaking at some really cool places and I just can't wait to meet you guys. All right, I love you. Bye.